Welcome, everybody, to, to the, the Movie City Maniacs. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Maddie. And we are here to do some prowling. Prowling. We're going to talk down. about The Prowler from 1981, the first episode of our four-part series of Graduation Slashers. Uh, we'll be covering the House Prowler. of Sorority Row, <laughs> Sorority Row, the uh, semi-remake, and uh, Graduation Day later yeah. on coming up. But uh, yeah, this is uh, our first actual episode. Our first official episode. Of How Movie do you feel? Cine Maniacs. You feel good? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling yeah. good Good tonight. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, we are coming from, uh, we did a podcast for three years, I believe. Called the Horror More uh, Podcast? From, yeah, no, almost four years, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Horror More Podcast. Uh, but we just got to a point where we wanted to try something new, a completely different format, so we thought it only made sense to start a completely new show because... You know, we didn't want someone jumping in, listening yeah. to one of those those old pieces of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I hate to say it, but fuck the Hormore podcast. <laughs> the whole the future is about movie city maniacs, yeah. man. <laughs> no, we had a lot of fun. We yeah. really appreciate all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they jump they are, aboard. They are coming aboard this. But yeah, it was just, it's just a completely different style and format yeah. we're going for, covering the same type of genre films. But uh, yeah, we just we just wanted to start fresh, get that new blood, you know, get revigorated yeah. again. I think get we pumping. needed that that rush uh, and get excited about doing podcasts again it, it started to get to the point where it felt like homework we were kind of like just doing a bunch of like stats so you can pretty much read off yeah IMDb. exactly we hope to not do that but we, we want might this get to be it. more of like us getting chatting. together and chatting about the films yeah. we watch which was the original goal but uh, if you haven't listened we did do a kind of an introduction or the prequel we like to episode call it. zero episode zero is up and that's just us kind of running down how we got into horror and uh how we kind of met I guess we didn't really go over that no. but whatever do you want to tell me, like, it's kind of a meet cute story it's kind of cool <laughs> I don't remember how I met you I'm pretty sure yeah We you met me in high school and made fun yeah. of me because I had long hair That's and I made fun right. of you because you were bald and had suspenders and uh, right. <laughs> that, that was it, pretty it, much it it was a love at first love sight love at first sight yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, you can you can hear all that fun stuff and uh, hear what we got coming up. Um, we'll, we'll briefly talk about um, it, maybe the end of this episode what, are, what we're going to cover after these. But um, so I've heard uh, you were saying earlier that you have a movie that you're going to get really hipster on. Like yeah. uh, it's a movie that like everyone hates, but you're about to say how much you love it. Yeah, I have no idea what movie you're about to talk about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start right from yeah. the beginning, being the hipster that everyone kind of expects yeah. me to be. I promise this is not on purpose. I uh, went into this film with low expectations, mm-hmm. and uh, I came out loving it. And I don't understand what people's problems. Okay, with so it are. before you say the name of the movie, let's go down some like the, uh, the the plot. What's it about? Let's see if I can guess this. Um, the brother of the lead goes missing, and she hires a private dick okay. to uh, find what happened to him. He goes to a brothel and goes missing. I have no idea. Is it Gone Girl? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> From 1996, Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Have you seen this film recently? Actually, I I think I saw it about three years ago. It is so bad, right? Oh, I I fucking loved it. Did you? And actually, like, loved it, not in a making fun of way. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so this is a film that uh, I I picked up. um, Screen Factory released both movies on uh, Blu-ray, and surprisingly, even though I love anthologies, I love Tales from the Crypt. Not that these are anthologies, but they kind of fit into Mm -hmm. that. I had never seen either film, and so I watched Demon Knight a couple months ago, and. I everyone I, loves that film. I dig Demon Knight, and I was just like, it was okay. Yeah, 
And then Bordeaux Blood, I was like, I, I wasn't really hyped up to jump into it, um, but I heard a podcast talking about it, and I thought, uh, I'll, I'll check it out. He has from the crypt. You know what? I, I will watch anything. Then I, I got kind of like stung by watching and, Ritual. And I always, um, yeah, I always liked. Dennis Miller. I, you know what? Yeah, I feel like bad admitting early, that. Early Dennis Miller, I <laughs> like really Like SNL, did. Dennis yeah. Miller on the news. He, he always did these weird jokes that didn't really make sense, but they were very fast-paced and kind of like funny. It's almost like going down to a picnic and he's yeah. bringing the potato salad and no one really knows what's going to happen. <laughs> he kind of has that kind exactly. of... Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Mary Lou Redding is riding <laughs> the bus and now Billy Zane is about... <laughs> so... I throw this film in, and right away, it's kind of caught my attention. It starts off, it's kind of like this homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. You got a little man leading this expedition through, like, yeah, trekking through the jungle, kind of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, and they're t- they're talking about how they have to find this secret treasure. Yeah. And then, so the, you go down to the crypt, you see the this tomb there, and he's like, this is the treasure. And then everyone's all angry because it's just a skeleton inside. And uh, he, he pulls out this little device, which I thought was cool too. And he's like, I've went all over the world finding the four pieces of the heart. And it's in this little device. And as he pulls one part back, the heart starts attaching oh, back. And he pulls the other that. part back. Yeah. This really cool effect. Yeah. And then he puts the heart back in the skeleton. And it starts, well, it, at first it doesn't. But then it comes back to life. And it's you find out it's this uh, vampire, a uh, female vampire. But I'm like, this is kind of cool it's got the Raiders of the Lost Ark Indiana Jones vibe it's got this cool story about this vampire okay well so far the intro sounds pretty dope but Uh, then they introduce Corey Feldman well yeah you you get then we get Corey Feldman in his this goth ridiculous goth look he's got like uh, an earring in his nose he's it's funny because he's still rocking the Michael Jackson pants he rocked those in like every film he refused to take them off even though it doesn't fit the goth look (laughs) but sure Um, but yeah he's like trying to be this hard ass him and his buddies are going to go it's you get the impression that they don't get laid at all yeah. so they find out about this uh, this brothel this bordello okay. and head there let me ask you a question if you uh, hooked up for like a one night stand and you found a girl with a third nipple like predominantly like we're talking like, like a figure eight would you still would you be excited about it? like she's looking for that little something extra or what uh, sure why <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> Sure, it's kind of like one of the world's greatest mysteries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, are you talking about that? Because that's yeah, in this film? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was. But yeah, anyways. He was pretty excited about without it. Without running down the plot, these guys go to the bordello, go missing. And the whole movie is about his sister is trying to find out what happened to him. Mm. So she hires or runs into um, Dennis Miller, who's this like slime ball detective. Out, yeah, PPI. Is he funny in this? Because I remember him being really. Bad. Well, here, here's the thing the acting from everyone is bad because yeah. you have Corey Feldman. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Miller, who hasn't really done much acting. I think this is his first and probably only leading role. Yeah. <laughs> his last leading role. And so they can't act, and then it's all porn stars. So, yeah, if you're going to this movie expecting good good acting, you're not going to get it. But you know what? Whatever. Dennis Miller delivers these great, cheesy one-liners constantly throughout the movie, and they work. Like, they're, I was laughing at some of them. And, and again, like, it's just, it's got really cool practical effects and makeup effects, awesome like mm. gore and kills. So it, it's got all that into it. But yeah, it's just I just like the whole vampire mythology with the heart and everything. Yeah. Uh, so we got Corey Feldman from Lost Boys. You also have Chris Sarandon, the fucking oh. lead vampire from Fright Nights. So you got Weird. that kind of yeah. vampire connection there, and he plays a reverend in this. <laughs> of course. Um, William Sadler, who is coming off of Demon Knight, yeah, actually awesome. makes a, a small appearance in the bookends of this as a mummy. Him and the Crypt Keeper. Oh, awesome! Playing a game that they're gonna, you know, whoever loses. 
chop poker. Chop off, yeah, exactly, yeah, limb. But um, this brothel, when they get there, they have to go into this casket because the um, the brothel is is uh, made to look like a funeral home. That's its like oh, okay. disguise, yeah. I guess. And then they shut the casket and it goes through this fire and they're like, oh shit, man, it's a trap. They're going to burn these people. But yeah. it goes through like the incinerator. And then they go down this like roller coaster kind of rail I do ride thing, like and then that. it ends up in the broth, and they open it up, and they're all beautiful and naked yeah, ladies. women there. Um, so I don't know. It's just there's just a lot of fun moments yeah. to it. I thought like it, it's a film. It's it's only like an hour and a half, and there's never any dull moments. I mean, yeah, if you, if you can get past the bad acting, you got Dennis Miller. Really cool moments of him like tense moments going through this house trying not to get caught trying to figure out what's because he's investigating yeah. what happened to her brother um, there's this crazy laser that burns crosses that's kind of dope um, which was kind of cool the, the, here's that cool thing too this came out the same year as From Dust Till Dawn that's I was actually about to bring that up yeah like, let, let's so talk about weird. the similarities yeah. so you have instead of a From Dust Till Dawn is um, a strip joint yep with vampires, this is a brothel. They both end up in the finale with super soakers with holy water destroying the vampires. Yeah. And they both have, in uh, from dusk to dawn as a priest yeah. by uh, Harvey... Um, Keitel? Keitel. And this has um, Sarandon playing the uh, Reverend. Oh, weird. Taking out the vampires. So a lot of similarities between the two movies that came out. Um, obviously, one is more yeah. <laughs> revered than uh, the other, but... Uh, the yeah. one that doesn't have Corey Feldman... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I just had a blast with this film. I really dug it. I have no really issues with it. It's got that fun kind of ending that you expect for an anthology, that kind of shock ending. Twist? Apparently the film, I, I was listening to a podcast and watching a bit of the documentary on the making, and they go through some of it. Like, I guess this was, they had another script or something, and at the last second, I don't know if it was copyright or what, yeah. they had to... Um, come up with a new script and it's like a week or two before production or something something crazy like that so they pulled out this script that uh, Zemeckis and Bob Gale actually wrote back in their college days as kind of like horror romp yeah. and that's what became this film but it, it was all like slapped together apparently even all the effects were rushed and which is surprising because I thought the practical effects were quite good in yeah. this but uh, and yeah apparently Dennis Miller was a huge prick on set oh was he? I guess he hates horror films and was like I'm not going to do this film are you kidding me? he's like how about this you jokingly he said, like, give me a million dollars and I'll do it. And for some reason, they paid, like, they used a huge chunk of their salary to pay this guy, so they had no money for anything That's else. so weird. For some reason, the producer wanted Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. I guess he was hot off his live comedy oh. specials or something. But, yeah, it's so weird that they, they were, like, like, begging to get this guy. would probably bring in more of a crowd than Dennis no. Miller would have. Yeah, I don't know. And I guess uh, Angie, um, what's her name? Angie Ever Everhart? Yeah, Angie Everhart, who plays the lead vampire, female vampire. I guess she was just like Stallone was dating her at the time, and he was friends yeah. with Joel Silver, so that's why she got the, the lead yeah. role, even though she can't act, act. her way out of a paper bag. <laughs> I mean, all the acting is it's literally porn movie yeah. acting. Quality. But uh, yeah, I had a total blast with this film. <laughs> I'm going to give this. Was it a blast? Like, <laughs> like stained your pants or what? No, no, there's not much of that yeah. in this. I mean, there's breasts and everything, but it's, there's no porn. It's not, there's it's no, not, it's um, not sexy. No, nah, there, there's no sex scenes or anything that I can think of. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give Bordello of Blood a four out of five. <laughs> really? <laughs> so you know what you just did is like you actually like put yourself out like your uh, opinion means nothing now because <laughs> this is your first like rating yeah and you're uh, I know it's crazy I don't right, normally okay. give high rank like I'm gonna watch this with like Lost Boys yeah <laughs> yeah okay hey man 
And uh, I actually, I'm kind of he- am here to judge you a little bit, <laughs> but I, I haven't seen. What's it another Lost either. Boys and Fright Night and Movie from Dust Till Dawn? This would make a great uh, double or triple feature. Yeah, you can probably even go like uh, Dust Till Dawn too. But not, not just one. You probably have to go like, probably like maybe like the third, like as like the sequel. Give it, if you haven't seen it in a while, yeah. give it another chance. Again, I think maybe again, I think expectations usually play a large yeah. part in how I feel about a film. If someone tells me it's the best film, then I go into and I was like, that's okay. I but thought it wasn't... Demon Knight was so cool. Yeah. But then I went into this and like, huh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's weird though because Demon Knight. I mean, everyone like Billy Zane is so over the top and bad acting that's what in that I'm film to think too. About and, that. I don't know. I, I definitely I like Demon Knight. Don't get me wrong. I just. It just didn't stand out for yeah. me from a lot of other films. It had some cool ideas in that one too, but yeah, this film. Uh, <laughs> I just went in with the the lowest expectations, and I just had a blast. And to me, I mean, films like this—that's what they're made for. They're made to entertain you. Yeah. I mean, when you have Dennis Miller and Corey Feldman and porn stars as your <laughs> doing one line as your eight. cast, what are you expecting? And you know what? I it delivered for what I all wanted right, to see. Quit selling it. Quit <laughs> selling it. I'll check it out. All right. <laughs> uh, would you watch, man? I, I went and saw Wonder Woman. Dude, oh, nice. this movie is like a great combination of like a World War One like action movie. Like it's an origin story. It is almost like five different movies combined into one. That it, I love this movie. It was so goddamn dope. So man. my main concern I, yeah. again, I'm gonna everyone's gonna already yeah. hate me from the first episode, but. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love all the Marvel films. They're entertaining. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Winter Soldier is a masterpiece. Yes. Guardians is great. But I have been getting a little... They've been it, feeling still to me. I'm getting kind of done with the not, Captain America, the Avengers, I'm the Iron t- Man. I'm sick of punching in straights, punching in space, punching... Like, and then this, bad this, one-liners. Yeah. You it, know... There is humor in this. It doesn't have that like, uh, oh, Cat Dennings, you're hilarious. Oh, There's God, no like, yeah. like terrible cheesy humor. There's some like mid-level jokes about just, like mm-hmm. someone's talking about like female masturbation. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of dope. But it's almost like tongue in cheek. Yeah, like, it's not like, eh? Then no one's winking at you. Nice. The actors are so cool. They almost have like a like a buddy road trip movie in a Wonder Woman movie about World War One. Weird. Oh, so good. and when the villain, I forget the girl's name from the comics, but she had remember the eyes without a face. She had like the, the mass like, covering the scars, you know yeah, that kind nice, of stuff. Nice, yeah. I, I love villains that have like the porcelain faces, man. Yeah, go check so, this movie and does out. It, like again, it. I mean, everyone's gonna hate me, but I really dug Batman vs Superman just because yeah. I thought it was different than every other comic book film. Yeah. I thought whether you. F- feel it succeeded or failed it, it was definitely trying to do its own thing tackling yeah. like a lot of real issues that is going on in the world but with yeah. does it have any of that into it's it it's world war one so it's more about like uh how man's downfall is war like oh war is hell kind of deal so it's not like uh hitting you over the head with it it's just kind mm-hmm. of like yeah war sucks world war one was kind of brutal so yeah. that's pretty much all it's saying it's not mm-hmm. saying like men is inertly evil but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's one of my most anticipated films. I'm surprised we don't have many more like awesome World War One movies coming out these days. Yeah. I guess Dunkirk's coming out Yeah, Dunkirk. Soon, so. Dunkirk will be a big one. Yeah. Uh, Nolan. So, never, never I got to give a 4.5, man. Like, I want to check it out again because uh, I'm seeing if it holds up the second time. So it's equal great. to Bordello of Blood is what you're saying, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. That's actually uh, what I'm saying. And I'm pretty sure at this one, I'm kind of holding more water than you. I'm, I'm not sure how this goes. <laughs> but like the next time around, I'm probably going to give something like, uh, I don't know, like Fender Bender, like, Oh, that movie's five stars. Like, dude, what? Fender Bender, man. That movie sucks. Well, one thing, one thing I want, yeah. Fender Bender was fun. Yeah. One thing I want to throw out there, though, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, yes, I'm coming out with this crazy opinion, yeah. but I want the, the listeners to know that I'm going to, if I like a yeah. film or don't like it, yeah, I'm going to yeah, give yeah, you, you my honest opinion. To, I'm not going to, um, you're not pandering. You're yeah. definitely, uh, so, uh, another yeah. film I watched, uh, I picked up Arrow's new um, recent uh, three-disc limited set of uh, Evil Ed from 1995. Have you heard oh, of this? Uh, Evil Ed. I've heard, um, yes. 
I've heard of it's this um, it's it's kind of this semi, I guess, low budget um, Swedish splatter fest kind mm-hmm. of film, kind of in the vein of like early Peter Jackson, like Brain Dead yeah. or um, uh, Bad Taste. Yeah. So just really low budget, bad acting. You, they all the dubbing was done after the fact. Yeah. I guess my biggest problem with the film is that uh, it doesn't really know what it wants to be. Where you watch those Peter Jackson films, you know you're getting slapstick comedy the whole yeah. time. This thing, it would do like a slapstick comedy scene and then, you know, over the top core and then it would become like really serious and then even almost disturbing moments in it. So it, it was just this weird, it was almost... Too wonky? Yeah, kind of schizophrenic. Didn't know yeah. really what it wanted to be. But it starts out that the the plot is really cool, which is a plot you've mm-hmm. you've seen in many other films where the the editor is editing these like gruesome horror films. Yeah. You know, like he mentions one of them is a, a beaver fucking a girl, and then she gets her head blown huh. off with a bazooka or something. <laughs> um, and they show you like you're getting clips yeah. of scenes throughout, so it's just them to kind of show off all these cool yeah. splatter effects. But um, the films is kind of bleeding into his reality, and you're kind of like not okay. sure what's what's real and then he starts seeing weird things like weird stuff like what's cool about it is let us throw in like this gremlin puppet kind of creature huh. in his fridge and you know he gets visited kind of by this pinhead-esque um, character that had this kind of really cool creepy look to him and he's the one that like you gotta kill so the, the, the this editor kind of becomes crazy and goes on this murder murder spree um, so is there a bunch of different like monsters in there as well well that's yeah there's a couple other ones I mean that's what's cool about it there's some yeah. cool pro- really cool practical effects and monster um, creations uh, there's this other like white devil kind of creature that looks like uh, kind of like Tim Curry in Legend Okay. Cool. Uh, in this dream sequence, which I thought was really cool, but yeah, you, you're really watching it for that stuff and the, and the gore effects. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I mean, it, it's a it, it really could have been cut by 20 minutes. It feels it's like an hour and 40 minutes, I yeah. believe. The Blu-ray has the the theatrical and the extended cut, and I think the theatrical is an hour and a half, and this is an hour and 40. But you definitely, it feels like 20 minutes could easily be cut. Like the film almost feels finished, and then it goes to a hospital, and then we have another 20 minutes oh, to go. Like and a- it's, I felt it overstayed its welcome, yeah. and again, I didn't. I don't feel it worked as well as like the Peter Jackson films. Uh, Bill Mo- Mosley was kind of cool. He makes this really oh. quick. Not in the film, they just use his voice, oh. but it's actually like one of the scarier moments in the film because it's him yelling. That's actually amazing. Which I thought was very cool, very mm-hmm. creepy. So yeah, the film wasn't great. I would probably give it a two and a half out of five. Okay. It's no no Bordello yeah. uh, of blood, that's for sure. But what's cool is that Arrow really stacked this Blu-ray. I mean, Arrow's great yeah, for extras. Really they really they put stuff. together a really cool package. But um, they had this really cool featurette where it's them. It's like them ten years later, and they're going to cre- um, go back and create this this special edition cut of the movie yeah. special Ed. Edition of the film or something, I believe they call it. And so it's them going through their cupboard and they're finding all the old film prints and all like the old stuff, just like stuff in the film, whether it's like the old script and stuff. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. And then seeing them put it together and like they're like happy that they finally found that lo- scene they thought was lost. Oh, kind of cool. I-, I thought it was a really cool documentary. And then the, so the three disc site, you get the uh, theatrical version on there if you want to watch it. But you also get on the third disc. So the first disc has this 40 minute documentary. On the third disc, you get an extended version of that document. It's three hours long. Oh. So I'm currently going through that. It's really, really cool, really fascinating. Yeah. I mean, you, you can kind of, right from the three beginning... Three hours is a while though, isn't it? Well, the, Rob Zombie did those and yeah. those are really cool. That mm. That's becoming kind of the thing and yeah. surprisingly, I mean, yeah, if you watch them one night, it feels yeah. long maybe, but if you split it across, it's, it's I don't know, it's kind of fascinating, especially these little indie filmmakers yeah. seeing how it's done with all the effects and stuff. But it, right from the beginning, you hear them saying, we're going into, uh, we're going to shoot and we don't have a finished script and it sounds like well. they just kind of 
would make up the scenes as they went along so they the movie. Winged it. And maybe that's why the film is a, a bit of a mess all over the place, um, you know, tone-wise. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it was worth a watch. I'm not, definitely not glad again. I think the Blu-ray package itself is almost cooler than the movie. <laughs> uh, just all the extra features. I mean, there's there's other stuff too. There's like hours yeah. of extra stuff on there. But yeah, I um, can't highly recommend the movie, but I can highly recommend the Blu-ray. The actual edition? Uh, yeah. Did you watch anything else? Yeah, that's or? pretty much it. I've been trying to go through uh, Seinfeld, actually. So I, mean, I think I watched like the uh, first uh, couple episodes. Not for the first time, I'm assuming. No, revisiting. no, 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 no. Yeah, I picked up the uh, the uh, box set of DVDs probably last, probably like two Christmas ago, and I finally get yeah. around to watching it. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that show holds up like a motherfucker, though. Oh, like, for sure. Even like the jokes are still like kind of fresh. Like yeah. there's a bit. Like, some of them are a bit outdated, but well, the Seinfeld I think really worked is because they did relatable ish yeah. like they did an episode about waiting for the restaurant yeah, it's crazy, waiting right? to get your seat and we've all been there yeah. where you're seeing other people past you and you're like yeah. what I've been here for an hour how's this person getting in and you know getting lost in the parking yeah. lot and I don't know I, I, yeah it's a great show yeah it holds up so yeah do you want to get into uh, yeah why don't more? we jump into uh, what we're here for and that is The Prowler from 1981 Zetotastic here's the trailer here we go play hey I'm The Prowler <laughs> Yeah, here's a rose for you, my sweet. <laughs> it was 1945, the night of the graduation dance. The war overseas had just ended. The terror at home Boy. was about to begin. Roy? Come on, kid. Don't play hard to get. What about New Year's Eve? Well, that was different. I couldn't help myself. The Prowler. If he wants you, he'll get you. Tonight, the terror begins again. They never found out who did it. It had to be someone in town, someone who knew that she was called Rose. And Mark, that guy still might be around here. Oh, man, I don't believe this. You're talking about something that happened over 30 years ago. Whenever the time was right, he'd come back. The Prowler. If he wants you... He'll get you.
just when you catch your breath, it starts all over again. safe, but you're dead wrong. The Prowler, coming soon. So the Prowler, a.k.a. Rosemary's Killer, if you didn't hear that from the trailer, it's about uh, this unknown killer clad in World War II U.S. Army fatigues, stalks a small New Jersey town bent on reliving a 35-year-old double murder by focusing on a group of college kids holding an annual spring dance. Um, the story is kind of like a lot of those 80s slashers yeah. where like, something happens, they shut down, they ban the dance for 10 years. It's pretty much My Bloody Valentine, Yeah, exactly. Right? They bring it back. Yeah. Actually, it had, even the killer's look is kind of very yeah. reminiscent of What came first? I'm pretty sure like, My Bloody Valentine was number first and then this kind of came afterwards. Well, this is 81. Yeah. Uh, let's find out. Same year, actually. Ah, huh, well then. We got another uh, Bordello in From Death Till Dawn yeah, on our hands. Yeah, <laughs> uh, The film was uh, directed by Joseph Zito, probably most known uh, for horror fans as their director of Friday 13th, The Final Chapter, yeah. what many consider the best Jason he's like I don't but uh, many do it's it's a good one but this is kind of the film this was like his calling card when they saw this they're like hmm and Tom Savini obviously came back for that film too Um, it's uh, written by Neil Barbara and Glenn Leopold and starring Vicky Dawson Farley Granger who I didn't realize Farley Granger is the lead uh, from Rope and um, Strangers on a Train he plays the sheriff in this oh that's crazy I didn't know that yeah he's he's the that's weird he's got yeah. strangles the guy in rope and uh Lawrence uh, Tierney mm-hmm. Tierney yeah. Lawrence Tierney and Christopher Geltman uh this this was a film that I wanted to do early on cuz it's always been um it's always one of my favorite slashers I agree I really dig like the kills in this are so cool and I, the characters are kind of interesting too yeah it's it's i mean i know for many um it's considered a kind of a slower slasher some people yeah. have uh problems with the pacing but um and and i can see that but i, I don't know every time i watch it i'm, I'm always uh you know it, more and more interested it, it, it keeps my interest definitely from beginning to end i think obviously though the reason everyone watches this film is for the gruesome gory oh, kills crazy. um that tom savini fork oh in the shower is insane i right? think i think this is definitely an Actually, Tom yeah. Savini feels the same way that this is one of his best films, if not his best yeah. film, special effects wise. I mean, all those kills hold up, and they all yeah. t- like to this day look realistic. Yeah. You watch, and you're like, "How did he do that? Like that actually looks like that. I, I, that I, knife is going through that neck. I or wouldn't that neck be surprised if he actually or... killed people for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, the uh, Hannibal Call Holocaust. But I think I was actually reading an interview, and yeah. the director like said at a screening, the the guy running it stopped him or something. It's like, did did you actually kill those people? <laughs> But um, the killer has a very memorable and menacing yeah. look. It's got a decent body count, mm-hmm. and all the kills are really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, eerie score, I don't know if you noticed, it kind of had this very Harry Manfredini yeah. uh, score, which I thought was really good. And the band that's playing the dance is so yeah. good. Like, I, I, kinda well, looked, I tried to find out who they were, but I'm like, they're actually kind of cool, and like I really dug their tracks. <laughs> I'm curious... We need to, like, at the end of these grad films, do a comparison of all the bands. Because I don't know about Graduation Day, but... I'm pretty sure you know there's a there's a band in every other yeah. all the other films. So maybe awesome. we can do uh, b- uh, battle of bands because <laughs> I think even the big band might get it too. Like, oh, my uh, drummer said that uh, if his wife's going to kick him out if he ever comes home after drinking from that 
big brown jug, and they start playing big brown jug. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, that yeah. So cool. Well, that, that's that's another thing I like, though. Everyone in this film seems really real. Yeah. Whether it be the band, even, I like how even the teacher, that small moment where she's sure. kind of adjusting the mic it's and it hits her and she swears. Yeah. You have the one guy who's like the cool guy and he's pre-drinking before yeah. the party and then it cuts to him later on. He's, he's like, like vomiting and like vomiting. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then it almost passed out in the john. So I think that's uh, another reason why I really yeah. enjoy this film. Uh, all the characters are, are realistic mm-hmm. and the, the two leads, I would say, are likable as well. Yeah. That cop is so dreamy, isn't he? Like I'm like, wow, he looks like Eric Estrada from Flirt, Chips. Flirting with all the high school yeah. girls. <laughs> the lead, uh, Vicky Dawson. I'm embarrassed. What a fox. I'm embarrassed to say because I love this film. Yep. And one of my favorite Sasha or horror films in general is Friday 13th Part 2 starring Ginny, Amy Steele. Yeah. I thought these were the same actresses oh, this whole right. time. No, I don't think they were. But she is uh, the girl from the Prowlers, and something else is really familiar. I just can't put my well, finger on no, it. No, I don't think they both. I don't think either really yeah. did. I think most of them they just did a lot of soap opera work. Okay, um, but yeah, it's so weird that all this time this is the first time since two, watching this film so many times that it, I realized it's a different actress. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of embarrassing. Um, but other things, the atmosphere. I think this film oozes atmosphere. Oh, it's it's got. Um, cool open grave scene which I thought was kind of dope well it's just that film that really nails those dark corners the shadows in every in every uh, frame anything more sinister looking than dust covers on like furniture yeah like every like a haunted house has this shit like when they go up to the third story it's just covered in like the uh, death cloths like it's kind of creepy looking up there Mm -hmm. man well and that's another actually highlight of this film is the chase scenes? Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, some people may feel they go on a little too long, but I think they're very tense. Yeah. I mean, whether it's the one in the um, in the sorority or the one in the uh, the general's home, yeah. Uh, like I think they're some of the best chase scenes in, yeah. in a slasher film uh, highlight. Like Joseph Zito really directs the hell out of this film. I mean, oh, maybe it could have used a little tightening up I don't know but uh, it's only like 125 or something like that it's pretty yeah it's only an hour and a half yeah. but I, I don't know I know people do complain about yeah. you know the middle is a little little dough yeah. um, I, I love the mystery they kind of set up it, all these various characters it could yeah. be again they, they do have like a whole like uh, Pan's Labyrinth of like people it could be like they could there's be, like, like the loony like, of the, the town guy, the guy living in the basement like the guy who works at the store who's kind of like dopey there's the general whose yeah. daughter died which yeah. at the very beginning he, his daughter Rosemary yeah. is the one that uh, dies and, killer. and, and uh, he's like this wheelchair bound now Man, that they kind of hint could be him, but he's like wicked strong though, because he kind of grabs her and she can't let go. When yeah, she's chased. Well, they think he's like yeah. the town perv. Like, yeah. there's a scene where the the, the girl like the roommate them. flashes him. She'll, she's going to give him a show. Kind of remind me of uh, something from Halloween yeah. or something. But yeah, I, I like the mystery and I like all the little supporting characters. My favorite has got to be the guy at the store, right? The motel, cl- the motel. Oh, clerk. that guy. Yeah, the guy's like playing like I'll be right back. So there's a scene, the deputy calls, he's trying to get a hold of the sheriff. The sheriff went on some fishing vacation yeah. when all these kills go down. The deputy's trying to get a hold of him and he phones this hotel uh, and, and the clerk there is just this big, fat, lazy slob he's kind of playing cars. Like, I just got here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fun, I'll go check him and he puts the phone down and he slams like, the gate. He does like the radio with the miners like a... Yeah, <laughs> and then just sits there and yeah. leaves the phone on hold. Like That guy, every time I see that scene, it still makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. And the guy who runs the uh, variety store, who I guess he does the, uh, uh, can I get some deodorant? Like, no sweat. <laughs> I thought that was kind of dope. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know if I recognize yeah. that. Well, we didn't mention, actually, the film, because um, Rosemary's the girl at the beginning that gets killed. Mm. 
the original title, I think in international pictures, they, it was called Rosemary's Killer is the other uh, name that makes for the sense. film. I guess maybe like Prowler doesn't translate into anything else. Like it wouldn't translate into Italian or something yeah. like that. But yeah, it's just, it's a film that in my opinion kind of nails like what you want a slasher film, this has got it all. Whether it be a really cool menacing uh, killer, amazingly gory and amazingly well done practical uh, yeah. effects you know it's got likable characters that you root for you know it, these days you watch it and all the, the characters are unlike one it's supposed to be well we want you to hate them so you want to see them die but it's like yeah but I need someone yeah. I need someone to root for you I know think I mean? everyone in this I like, kind of dug too like there wasn't really many well you do have the, the cliche which I enjoyed yeah. the bitchy girl who's yeah. kind of uh, trying to flirt and hit on the, the yeah. deputy even though she knows her I don't know is it her friend or just a girl she goes to school with it's is dating him yeah. uh, but she and she does like the ooh and spills like purposely yeah. spills wine all over her her yeah. grad dress um, she, she was I in, guess there is entertaining. like at the beginning like the uh, old guy was like well, my daddy has more money than his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a film that, in my opinion, I gotta ask you, like, nails all the all the beats that you want in a horror. Uh, do you want to get film. into a spoiler right now or no? Well, why don't we why don't we wait and maybe we'll do the spoilers the last five minutes okay. or something? Yeah, fair enough. Um, Did you notice that everyone they don't say bye, they say bye. <laughs> Did you notice maybe, like this weird no. New Jersey accent? Like everybody says it. Like huh. it has probably been like three or four times in the movie. Yeah. Even guys who shouldn't say it, like I think even the, the, the sheriff's like. Okay, we're going to go check this out. Bye. <laughs> it's weird, right? Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, the opening, I think is a really cool opening. It just feels... We um, just kicked Hitler's eyes. Yeah. Welcome back to America, soldiers. Well, it, just, it feels yeah. nothing like any slasher film. Yeah. It feels almost classy, like yeah. bigger than it should be. And yeah. yeah, you have this old black and white footage of all the soldiers coming mm-hmm. back. Probably public domain footage. Yeah. And they news kinda, footage. And they even like went through like the post-traumatic, a lot of these boys have a long ride home who saw some action in battle. Yeah, and you find that like yeah. the whole story is Rosemary yeah. is, has a, a boyfriend who's a yeah. soldier and he's finally coming back to war, but she writes him a letter that she's met someone else. John letter. Um, but yeah, even like they even had all like they had this mansion location and they even yeah. had all 40s classic cars. Like, yeah, that costs money to, to rent those. Yeah, it's it, crazy, it's right? cool that this little Sasha mm-hmm. film went all out and actually set up like mm-hmm. it feels like that's a scene from the 40s. Usually, you'll see that in these little low budget movies and you know, yeah. they can't afford that, so they'll have one car and yeah. they'll kind of do their best. But that actually felt like they did a good job of bringing you back to the 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, again, this is post-World uh, War II graduation dance uh, mm-hmm. where the whole thing starts up. But yeah, I, I thought that was really cool with the black yeah. and white um, opening. Did you, um, I thought the, the lead deputy, he was kind of throwing off a Christopher Walken. Young Christopher Walken vibe, Slash right? Peter Weller I, I, vibe. I'm gonna go with Eric Estrada just because like the like the like the blonde like the uh, like the locks on his hair. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, him and the um the, the lead girl I thought were both yeah. likable enough that yeah. you you know wanted to see them make it through. Did you notice that weird scene? He's like, "Are you gonna go back in there? Are you gonna stay inside?" And she's like, "Well, fuck you! You're not even a sheriff." And then he just kind of like looks at her. She just kind of gets back in the car and they take off. Well, yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be like he yeah. was trying to be macho to kind of yeah. he wanted to protect her, but yeah. you know he was kind of like saying like "You're a woman yeah. and I'm a man" yeah. kind of thing. Um, and, and then, kinda like then he felt bad when yeah. she was pelting. Bust his balls. <laughs> Makes fun of his like position. It's, you're a deputy. That's still like a pretty like heralded position, right? Yeah. Like, of course, you're not the sheriff. You're only like 22. You're yeah. going to be a sheriff one day. Well, I don't know how old. <laughs> I kind of got the impression that this guy graduated 10 years ago. He might have been like 30. Like, that's why I got the yeah. impression he's dating the young girl in, yeah. in grad. And that's why and he's flirting with all the other high school girls. Yeah. Like I, I got the impression that he's... Older, maybe not ten years, but at least six years older, yeah, kind of thing going on. He, he was a bit older than these girls, I think. But you know, good for him. Hey, man, <laughs> who's really gonna like arrest him for like all this statutory rape that he's doing? Right? 
<laughs> he, he's a guy prowling. He was the actual titular character of this thing. He's a guy prowling the school. Well, we didn't mention that the title character actually. Well, it is the killer, but there actually is. You you find on the beginning that there's an there actually is a prowler in another town over. Yeah. And and so they that's what that up they that set that up herring. that that's who's doing the killings. Yeah, which is kind of so cool. another yeah another red herring. I, I like that. I yeah. like these slasher films when they throw it out there. I, yeah, I'm never as big of a fan of, of a slasher film that right away you know who it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean unless it's like Michael Myers, Jason, when you've already yeah. you know they're on their sixth sequel or something. Yeah. But uh, I always enjoy these slasher films that are a little bit more of that mystery going on. Um, we got to talk about if we're going to talk about the Prowler, the, yeah. the kills. Oh, yeah. Um, Crazy. I mean, we're not going to say who gets killed because we don't want to yeah. spoil that, but just some of the highlights. You get a double impalement with a pitchfork. Oh, so cool, Which right? is so well, like it looks like that pitchfork yeah. is in, like it's a, in the naked body. Like yeah. it is insane how well that looks, yeah. like how realistic and, and that the looks. the one in the shower? Yeah. yeah. You get the bayonet through the head. Yeah. That was crazy too, right? Uh, the pitchfork... Sorry, the double impalement was the, the opening. Gazebo, yeah. uh, the pitchfork through the woman's chest in the shower. And probably the most, like, almost they, mean-spirited... Wait, they actually combined, like, sex and violence really well in that one scene. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, it's pretty much, like, it's used to kind of show his, yeah. right? So it's kind of like... Well, again, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but Zito started out in, in porn. I yeah. mean, that's what... That was his thing. He did a bunch of porn films. That makes sense. Um, before this. And, yeah, you definitely kind of get that yeah. that uh, impression. Although, surprisingly... He lit the boobs really well. Surprisingly, yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> though, there's not a lot of sex or... And, there's only the one, this. isn't there? Like, there's, a, there's another two. sex scene, but yeah. some shadows. I don't think it, it shows anything. So it's kind of weird, yeah, that you have this big. I, I think you see more of his, yeah. uh, more of that in Friday Four. Yeah, a lot of uh, unnecessary nudity, but uh, and then the, probably the most mean spirit, one of the most mean spirited kills in yeah. any '80s slasher is the the one in the pool where he just kind of boots her in the boots face. in the face, and then like and then goes underneath and slits her throat. Yeah. Like it's very again very real and brutal yeah. and and raw. And uh, again, this is Tom Savini. I mean, yeah. the burning is great too, but I would say this is Tom Savini at his finest. Like, again, I, I, I guess I don't really have a com- problem with it, but I know there are a lot of complaints about the pacing. There is a lot of wandering around empty houses, yeah. graveyards, and not a lot of. I thought the graveyard scene was it, it was cool, cool. but yeah. it, usually there's like you know the yeah. wandering around a house for ten minutes, and there's there's not really yeah, any revelations, big revelations in the end. It's just kind of like we're gonna wander around, and yeah. you know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I. I personally don't have a problem with the basing. I, I think it, it all works and uh, mm-hmm. again like for me this is a top tier slasher. I agree. I think it's probably like right up there with one of the best slashers of the 80s. Um, I guess before we um, give out our ratings yes. or should we give out our ratings and spoil? Yeah, we'll give out our ratings and spoil. Alright, what, what are you going to give The Prowler? I'm going to 4.5. Whoa. Yeah. You like it better than I do. I love this movie. I'm going to go three and a half out of Get five. out of here. You gave Bordello of Vlad <laughs> four and you're giving this one 3.5? Yeah. What? Uh, I think this is top tier slasher, but I don't yeah. think it's on the same level as like you know f- the, my favorite Friday Thirteenth films yeah. or or you know some of my other favorite slasher films. Again, I I really like the lead characters. I, mm. I don't think it has you know the, the supporting characters. There's some great moments. They're really real characters, but it's not like Friday Thirteenth where there's five characters yeah. and you love them all kind of thing. You really just fall. I got my kids one four. Through um, yeah, sorry. change your mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to change your mind. <laughs> when you think about it, yeah, they, they do walk around the house for a bit. It, it is these two characters just kind of yeah. wandering around again. I think the atmosphere really works. The, but kills, the kills are, are awesome. So good, but uh, I, I don't think it, yeah. it hits. 
I don't think it moves at the same level yeah. as my favorite slasher. Yeah. So I'm going to go three and a half. Again, what you're going to learn, this is our first episode, but if you don't know me, I'm a pretty hard raider unless well, it comes to Bordello. Bordello Blood 4. Like, you haven't really shown this. Well, I think, I think again, looking at Bordello, I just like I was entertained from frame one okay. and it just never stopped. Like every five minutes they were doing something crazy, whether it's a crazy yeah. kill, some crazy yeah. zany idea, hey, whether it's Corey Feldman in his goth outfit. Can you stop talking about Bordello Blood? We're on the part <laughs> right now right like keep, um, keep it in your pants yeah i'm gonna go you know I, I was it was it was between three and a half four yeah. for me i mean next time i watch it it may be a four, four. i kind of would probably switch back yeah. but yeah so, somewhere around that level for me um again it, it is top tier sasha but i don't think it hits the highs yeah. that like you know the the, the best of the, the the genre does so can we spoil it i want to yeah that's the that's um We'll we'll put the uh, time at the uh, the bottom of the, the episode, but uh, give us you know a couple minutes to talk spoilers. Yeah. Well, pretty much spoil then we'll end it. So yeah, we can probably yeah. Let's uh, jump into to spoilers. Did this ending make any sense to you? It was like inscrutable. Like it's just funny. Oh yeah, remember the sheriff? He's doing the killing. So it's kind of like I, I don't understand why he's doing it or well, what, what's going. Yeah, they on. they don't really explain it. Yeah. Um, is he supposed to be the killer? Uh, that's what I. It yeah. must be he was the original kid because they said they never caught the Rosemary's yeah. killer. I'm assuming he is the boyfriend because he's come back from the and because oh, he uh, he yeah. was in the army. Yeah, maybe maybe that was it. But they didn't really uh, get yeah, it. Yeah, they don't. It, it and, just and the ending just kind of like some dude who shouldn't have been there just saves her for no apparent reason. Yeah, dies. The loony like yeah. shows up that was only in the yeah. film briefly before just shows up out of nowhere. Dies. You do get some cool shotgun yeah, yeah, heads, which is amazing. Which I think Tom Savini actually really got a real shotgun and blew off a like you know like a, fake head, a, like a bag full of like a yeah, yeah. But it, it's, an, it's amazing. But you're right though; it does kind of it yeah. just ends, and then yeah. you have you think they're gonna explain what happened. Instead, yeah. you just get like a Carrie esque ending yeah. that ending where no it's a shock either. ending that's just like oh no, it's it's like yeah. the same thing as Friday Thirteenth, yeah. just a, a shock ending and just yeah. for it to be a dream or whatever. Yeah. But it, it looked cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. And even but, that guy that had the white eyes, I guess when he got the bayonet in the head, mm-hmm. yeah, that looked pretty cool. Yeah. How he like his eyes kind of went. But like, the other thing too, up. they never really showed what happened to uh, Lawrence. Tyranny, the general, the father yeah, of Rosemary. Not, right? Like the, he's he's in a wheelchair. They're looking yeah. for him. They they're wandering around his house yeah. constantly. You don't don't know. Like is he supposed to be dead? Yeah, I don't think they ever. Dead. They, did, they didn't never really, really showed. They didn't really like wrap it so up. Too the, well. Yeah, there's definitely some mm-hmm. kind of unanswered questions. But again, in a slasher film like this, it doesn't really matter, right? Actually, yeah, I didn't really mention yeah. it. But Lawrence Tyranny is just completely wasted. Yeah, I don't know if they just got him to have his name on the poster. Yeah, I think or that's. Whatever. I'm pretty sure that's. But it. he's just he's he has like two scenes that don't really add anything to the film. I mean, whatsoever. You could have again. Because they don't show him again, you could have just had them going into this this house, yeah, knowing that uh, and he's gone away or something. I yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's the prowler. This is our first episode of first movie city maniacs. <laughs> We're still trying to work that out, yeah. guys. But um, yeah, we have a website, uh, movie city maniacs www.moviecitymaniacs.com. Uh, we're up on iTunes, and we're gonna get up on all the other. Uh, podcast apps yeah. that you, you may use so look for that all shortly um again we have a facebook page movie city maniacs find us on that and uh, if you like what you hear um you know we'll, we'll try to bug you guys later on yeah. it's, it's still early but uh, leave us a review on itunes yeah. uh the first month i don't know if anyone knows but the first month of, uh, of a podcast run is when itunes will actually kind of promote you they'll list you and, and however many listeners and reviews we get that first month has a huge impact on the show so hopefully this will grow yes. uh, a little more than our previous podcast hopefully we can kind of get more involvement more from steam. listeners and you know 
we're, we're going to try and involve you guys more, try yeah. to um, throw it out there more of what we're going to cover so you can share our thoughts and maybe we yeah. can read them out on the show, kind of stuff like that, as opposed to just like trying to have everything like, surprise, this yeah. is what we're covering. Try to get more listener involvement and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, check us out. We have the, the webpage, the Facebook page. It's I don't think there's anything else that has Movie City Maniacs, yeah. so it should be just, easy, yeah. to, easy to find all that stuff. But uh, And yeah, in email we have um, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. So uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening to our first episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully it has a different kind of feel than than the horn war. Hopefully it kind of feels a little bit, bit more, more flowing. Yeah, not rush, but yeah, more of a flow to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, we didn't mention, but this is going to be a weekly podcast. Yeah. Somehow, even though we could barely make the two weeks, we're doing weekly, weekly now, guys. So every week we'll have a new episode up. Uh, and again, we're going to try to kind of keep themes. So we're doing the grad slashers and then we might cover either the house series or phantasm series next. Uh, and then, you know, who knows what else. Who knows? Um, but we'll share with you guys so you guys can... Uh, participate yeah uh thanks for listening guys uh yeah movie city maniacs ahoy <laughs> are we we're, we're working you just want to say stay scared stay scared we'll, we'll keep that for yeah, now stay scared it may change later on guys <laughs> stay bye. scared guys bye